0: We're opening up the mailbag once again to answer questions about LeBron James flirting with the Heat via social media, what it would take for Miami to acquire Bradley Beal, and where Caleb Martin ranks among the top dunkers in franchise history. A great hump day episode you don't want to miss.
1: You are locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your
0: team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Heat. Thank you so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. However, you may be listening on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much again for subscribing and always leaving your feedback. Uh, I'm David Remill, and with me as always is my co-host Wes Goldberg. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. Wes, another mailback episode. We're doing these almost weekly now. We're getting so much feedback from all of our listeners. And it's great. Another opportunity to kind of just go away, go outside the box a little bit as we cover the heat and answer some questions about realistic trade scenarios. Maybe, again, some crazy scenarios that we like to get into every once in a while. It's always fun.
1: Yeah, a great chance for uh, our listeners to really dictate the show. You determine what it Ooh. is that we talk about. So if you ever choose want your own adventure to talk about something specific, yeah, it's choose your own adventure. Uh, email us, uh, LockdownHeat at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at LockdownHeat. Find us on Instagram at LockdownHeat um, or just our personal Twitter accounts. You can uh, send questions to all those places or in the YouTube comments, of course. Uh, but before we get to our listener questions, I kind of wanted to bring up a topic here. Um, LeBron James, we, had, we didn't talk about this the last couple of days, but LeBron James, after playing in Miami Sunday night, goes right. on Instagram, yep. posts a photo of him, and we're showing it here on the YouTube channel, but posts a photo of him on the court at FTX Arena standing under the banners that he, a couple of which he helped raise, and with the caption, 305 to my city, now with a couple of emojis. Now, there's a lot to get into here. Uh, It is worth pointing out that 305 to my city is a Drake lyric, that he is co-opting for the purpose of this um, Instagram post. But this to me is the first real time he's shown really any love, admiration, any sort of acknowledgement of Miami on social media every time he's played here. I can't really, I don't know if that's correct, but I can't really remember any time that he did. Certainly not to this degree. No. Uh, like something he's like talked this, about it in, in,
0: in, uh, in press conferences. Oh, you know he's addressed. Yeah, yeah, he's he's addressed that he he learned something here. He grew here. Great memories. Great coaching staff. He talked about it during the finals, etc. But I mean, now it's kind of come full circle after he won a championship mm-hmm. with the Lakers a couple of years ago, and I don't think he's ever shown this kind of quote unquote love like he did yeah. here in the Instagram post. It's very unusual. yeah. We got the whole we got the the heart emoji in here. Like that's infinity sign.
1: Right? Infinity Infinity's forever heart. <laughs> yeah. So, my question here does LeBron get to claim Miami as his city? Now, Ooh. LeBron has a city, he has Cleveland. He spent four years here. Do you think he gets to claim Miami as his city?
0: <laughs> I mean, you're kind of putting me in a tough spot here because I hear like 95 to maybe 98% of our listening and viewing audience go, no, screw LeBron because they're the more vocal passionate fan base but yeah, yeah. i saw some people also support this comment and and then there's the other possibility of you know kind of like endearing yourself to lebron and saying no no come back you know I, there's always a key what is it, a shiny key waiting for you under the mat here like pat riley addressed uh, a couple of years ago uh as far as whether or not lebron himself gets to call this his city no absolutely not like yeah. this was a city where he came Enjoyed great success, was a part of something special, historically special. And there's no denying that. Like, whatever his success in Cleveland or Los Angeles or anywhere else, notwithstanding, what the Heatles did in 2010 to 2014 was, I think, groundbreaking, history making, Mm -hmm. whatever term you want to use, because it was just such an incredible time before social media was really picking up. This team got so much attention, changed the game in terms of free agency, and was able to accomplish. Great success. While they didn't go four and zero in terms of NBA titles, they were still able to win a couple of rings, yeah. and I think it was an incredibly successful time period. But no, this is not his city. This is Dwayne Wade city. Mm. Uh, it will never be LeBron's city, unfortunately. And I, I, I Don Haslam's city. That's also. fair. Yeah, like I think also. if you're going to rank, if you're going to rank whose city it is, it's Dwayne's, <laughs> Mister Three Hundred Five UD Pitbull, Pat- and then LeBron <laughs>
1: Pat Riley's city. It's Don Shula's city. It's Dan Marino's city. Uh, I don't know where LeBron ranks. I guess you can have multiple cities these days. Uh, oh, can people you? are so transient. Yeah. I think it's not just NBA players. Like, I don't know. Like, Coral Springs is my city. Like, San Francisco was my city. Yeah. Miami is my city. You know, like, I got cities. But I I don't know. To me... Like I, like, I like the gesture by LeBron. I understand sure. that he... there There's a, a part of him that shows love to Miami. I get it. Uh, but it's... To me, like, your city feels permanent. It feels... I don't know that... Like, to me, like, Miami was LeBron's girlfriend. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he kind of just was in a relationship for four he's, years and then These metaphors left. are tricky. tricky, West, These metaphors and,
0: are very tricky.
1: But, like... Cleveland is a city, but Cleveland's like his mom, you know, like he left Cleveland,
0: came back home,
1: came back home to mama, like had, you know, had success there after the little, you know, trip in Miami for four years, whatever. And now like the Lakers, LA, that's like his wife. It's where he like ends up, you know, you just end up with this one. Uh, I
0: don't, I I disagree there. I disagree there. I think, well, first of all, like Cleveland is to Akron, like what Miami is to what Fort Lauderdale. Maybe even further north yeah. of that. Like, I mean, geographically, there's a distance there, and yeah, there's a t- an attachment because it's a clearly the biggest city uh, with an NBA franchise. So if you're a kid from Akron, like LeBron is, and he's always want to say on social media, then you're going to gravitate sort of to the Cleveland. Cavs. But even in that sense, like he never cared for the Cavs. I would push back up.
1: on that because. Um... Yeah, I guess geographically and like I like a satellite city to the major city, but like Fort is still kind of its own thing. I don't know that Akron yeah. people. Like well, I, I don't know that Akron. Smaller. It's so small. It's like I don't. I don't know. It, it's like know. the Keys then. Like the Key. Key yeah, maybe. Yeah, Key but West but yeah no, Miami. no. Key West is like a, actually that's a different planet. That's like the weirdest place ever. Uh, I <laughs> I don't know, but uh, um. I don't know. I don't know if LeBron gets to claim it as a city, but I actually... It's interesting because you mentioned the other stops there too, and LeBron will have... It, it's looking very likely... but Le, Miami will be the only city in which LeBron has won multiple championships. That's fair. He won That's once realistic. in Cleveland, and yeah. it doesn't look like he's winning another one in, in LA. Um, certainly not anytime soon. Uh, we don't know how much longer he's going to play, but we imagine for a few more years, so anything can happen. But mm-hmm. uh, I... That part of it is interesting to me, and it right. kind of feels like, all right, LeBron, you want to claim Miami. I almost feel like Miami gets to claim you a little bit too in that, hey, I I, I think it's weird, and I don't know if it's like a homerism bias thing that I have, but I kind of feel like when, when LeBron is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, people are going to mention the, the Cavaliers stuff, obviously, and the one that he won in Cleveland feels like it was 10 of them for the significance of it, but uh, it was certainly the most significant championship of his career. But then I feel like the Lakers stuff is going to be right there because it's the Lakers and everybody wants to talk about the Lakers. I kind of feel like the Miami thing, like his four years, as big and as loud as the big three era was, now kind of just feels like a footnote. I feel like a lot of people forget that LeBron played in Miami. And yeah. I would argue that if he, go, if he retires and it's the Heat, the only franchise that he's won multiple championships in, like I would give consideration into him being inducted into the Hall of Fame as a Miami Heat player. I don't know if it's up to him. I don't know how that works. I don't even know if you get abducted in, with any one jersey. But like the Heat thing should not be a footnote. It should not be like line number six on his Hall of Fame Hall of Fame bust or plaque or whatever. It should yeah. be at the top. I think he did his most significant stuff outside of the one Cleveland championship in Miami. He reshaped the league by going to Miami and. To me, there is significance between LeBron and Miami. Does he get to claim Miami as his city? I don't know. But I do think it's worth pointing out just how significant the, that moment in time was.
0: Well, I, I was just looking it up right now as you're talking about this. Like, This is his fourth season in Los Angeles. Like he has spent as much time in LA as he ever did in Miami. And it just doesn't feel like that. Cause I know he had that one year that was a little bit different where he wound up getting hurt for the first time or for a significant amount of time in his career. Then of course there was the bubble and everything else in the compressed season. So like, there's no denying that his tenure in Miami was percentage wise, like the most successful, like during those four years, he won two MVPs went to four straight finals, et cetera. Like he did, he did something similar in his second stint, in Cleveland, But I think uh, in terms of what he was able to accomplish in Miami, he was at his peak. And I think that's pretty inarguable, like that there was a a different, better version of him uh, than the last time he had played in Cleveland when he returned there in 2014. I think is pretty fair and honest. But at the same time, it's because he learned what he did in Miami. Uh, to your point, I don't know if he'll get inducted. I, I really can't recall now if you get inducted in a jersey. It's not like Cooperstown and Major League Baseball in the Baseball Hall of Fame, I don't think you have a, a jersey with a bust or anything like that. It's basically just a photo of, well, of the Well, then I'm going to the Hall of Fame
1: and I'm putting a LeBron James jersey
0: on his bust. That's what I'm going to... Or a Miami Heat jersey on LeBron's bust in the right. That's what so I'm going to do. So two two questions then. Uh, one smaller, one bigger in picture. Does his jersey get retired by the Miami Heat? Yes. And I think I think the answer is pretty clearly yes.
1: Yeah, if Jack's got retired, LeBron
0: gets retired. If like, at the much, end of the- yeah. 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 At, at the end of the season, however, though, and, and another question is, he spent four years now in Los Angeles, He spent four years in Miami. If he chooses to leave Los Angeles as a free agent, would you welcome him back here to Miami? Yeah. Why right. wouldn't you? No. Yeah, no I, I, look, hey, you're there, You're saying this like it's a foregone conclusion. There is a large number of fans that probably don't want to have anything to do with him and the off the court stuff the even the yeah. on the court stuff. I mean, when he like held up six fingers the other day after Bam fell out, there's a lot of, there's a lot that comes with taking yeah. on. LeBron all right. First James. of all,
1: heat fans. If you're touchy about the six fingers when Bam fell, it's a basketball game. There's trash talking. Like, don't be so sensitive. It's all right. There's trash talking. I like that. LeBron is comfortable enough to trash talk uh, the heat guys um, in Miami, but uh, yeah, I would welcome him back. I don't know. Like, even my, my fiance is the one that showed me this, this Instagram post and she saw it and she was like, bleep this guy. What is he doing? This is this, exactly this captures crap. And I think a lot of people do feel that way, but also yeah, like, no doubt. if he was like, you know what? I want to come back. <sighs> I think a lot of heat fans would welcome him back. Look, if Cavaliers fans could welcome LeBron back, I think heat fans could too. They'd be like, yeah, that's right. You should have never left in the first place. Told you you come crawling. And then we wear it as a badge of pride or some crap or whatever. Do you think he should have ever left?
0: No, of course not. No denying that. I I, Look, I I knew he was going to come back to Cleveland at some point just because you put a little bow on it. But, I mean, I wrote about it at the time that I thought it was just a very odd choice for him to go back. Not just because of Dan Gilbert being the, well, the piece of shit that he is. Uh, The fact that he – the things he said about LeBron in 2010. I also thought that Miami was – was and remains poised to win a championship before cleveland does uh you know i mean i know that they won one in 2016 but a lot of things had to fall in place there and one of them being that you have lebron james arguably the best player of all time so uh, i don't think he ever should have left here i i look i fell in love with basketball really as a fan again in 2010 when the the big three got together uh i started covering it because of the my appreciation for heat basketball and things of that sort so to me that it should have continued going on like like Pat Riley said you know, stick if you have the guts you don't just you know leave at the first sign of uh, a challenge or adversity you stick it out you retool you find ways to come back they would have gone back to the finals at some point right at least very very yeah, quickly. yeah i don't
1: think they would have though it's interesting cuz all this stuff with like the Caleb Martins and the Max Struces and the Gabe oh. Vincents and all that stuff like right. that doesn't happen if right. LeBron stays i don't think they build that way they actually needed a few years to sort of create their po- yeah. player development yeah. program. This is what right. you see. Like the Warriors just did it when Kevin Durant left and Steph was injured and Clay was injured. Like you need these kinds of absences and these right. kinds of voids and you need to find creative ways to fill them. I, I don't know. Like would it just been a bunch of a parade of yes. Rashard Lewis's for years? Yes. Would that yes. have worked? I don't know. It's kind of like what he's doing now. Like that's kind of the team that LeBron wants. There's a reason why he chose every 36-year-old left in the league to team up with in the Lakers. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Last thing, really quick, and I know we're going long here, but last thing, really quick: who deserves more credit for those, or who owes? Let me let me rephrase oh, it. Oh, this is a big. Who question owes here. who more for those four years, LeBron or the Heat? Oh,
0: that, that, you can't the just oh LeBron more? or did LeBron owe the Heat more? This is a whole segment. This is like a whole show. You could spend a whole time waxing about this. Uh, To me, quickly, I would say 50-50. Honestly, uh, you can't accomplish what you do without LeBron being LeBron James. At the same time, uh, LeBron doesn't accomplish the kind of individual success or be a part of individual success without a team with the stability and vision of Pat Riley in that front office. It It taught him how to build a team, if nothing else.
1: I do wonder how much, how many rings the, cha- the, the Heat would have won if they had only signed Chris Bosh and then filled out the rest of the roster with other free agents. Um, maybe one? Like, maybe. Uh, but probably not. And so, yeah, I'm probably with you. It's 50-50. I wish I had a harder take on that. You're right. We probably need to really dissect that. But we don't have yeah. the time.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a great show. I, I would love to get into it at some point. This sounds like an off-season episode, certainly in the making. Uh, but we'll move on. We'll answer some more questions about your Miami Heat in the next couple of segments. But first, you've been hearing me tell you about Prize Picks for months. If you haven't signed up yet, now is the perfect time. Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point. But you must use the code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked-on fans only who use the code NBA nba price picks has the best nba dfs prop game on the market price picks offers more nba props than any other dfs prop operator and offers all the super, superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game price picks offers any prop you can think of from points assists rebounds threes made etc you pick two to five players and then over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Go to PricePix.com today or go to your App Store, download the app. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if your PrizePix entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use our promo code NBA will get $50 free if you use Price picks, If your first PrizePix entry scores a single point, PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen. The NBA tread deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. And Locked On NBA will be covering it live from 2 to 4 p.m. You can join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd, and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels to get analysis of every blockbuster trade subscribe to Locked on NBA's YouTube channel and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live that should be a great show lots of action it looks like it's going to be i think from everything i'm hearing it's going to be a busy trade deadline although i'm not sure how much the heat will be involved but there's only one way to find out that's by tuning into the Locked on NBA trade deadline show but we'll move on with some more of your great questions That we received via Reddit. In this case, this one comes in uh, again from Reddit. It says, what would be your favorite bracket path for the Heat, including their seed, to winning the championship, both realistically and fantasy? That is a tough one. So as we were talking about this before we started recording, you had a different take on it than I did. And so we kind of split it up where you would handle the more realistic path for Miami to winning a championship. And I will tackle what this questioner says is the fantasy version in terms of what they would take for them to win a title. So let's, let's sure, hear it. Yeah. Hear I bracket mean, and path.
1: I think the realistic, I mean, obviously the heat getting the one seed would make it the easiest uh, path to get to the finals. But then after in that, theory, yes. yeah, in theory. Right. And then after that, I think you're looking at, you know, what happens with Brooklyn and Milwaukee, because I still think the top three teams in the East, it's those three, it's Miami, yep. it's Milwaukee and it's Brooklyn. And so is there a path to the finals where you only have to play one of Brooklyn or Milwaukee? Because then right. you're looking at matchups with Chicago, maybe Philadelphia, uh, some other teams that, right. you know, whatever. They're fine. They're probably are playoff teams, but they're not like Brooklyn at full strength is, I think, still the favorite. Uh, and and Milwaukee, like, I don't know that we're talking enough about the Milwaukee Bucks, even though they just came off of winning the championship. Right. Uh, so if you can only play one of them, I think that would be ideal, uh, yeah. especially if you have home court. So to me. The big question is, can Brooklyn or Milwaukee end up in that 4-5 matchup or that mm. 3-6 matchup? Because as we're recording this, uh, Brooklyn is the three seed, a half game back uh, of the one seed. Milwaukee is the four seed, one game back of the number one seed. Like To fall all the way down to the 4-5, I would imagine it's probably Brooklyn falling post-Kevin yep. Durant, having Kevin uh, Kyrie Irving split time, some of this James Harden noise that we're hearing now. Does that oh. kind of uh, infect the locker room a little bit? If Brooklyn can fall down to the five and Milwaukee can stay at the four, then you're basically looking at Miami and Chicago, and maybe Cleveland hmm. climbing into the top three because that's what it would require, right? And I don't know, I,
0: maybe it's doable.
1: Cleveland can't been really see good. Chicago
0: doing. I can't see Chicago doing it. Like I watched that game last Hanging night. Hang in the top three. Yeah, no, they're. they're, think I, they're I think gonna they're slide. gonna go. I do, I think. I think mm. with injuries to Lonzo Ball, I mean, who knows if Zach Levine is able to stay healthy. Uh, Caruso yeah. is going to be up for a significant amount That's of true. time. I know DeRozan's great, but at this point, they're kind of living and dying by Nikola Vucevic. Mm. His numbers, the split in between wins and losses and his ability to contribute is pretty stark. Like, that was something that we talked about in yesterday's episode of Lockdown NBA. But anyway, what's... Uh, They've lost
1: so, seven of the last 10, so that slide yeah. may already be happening, right? Absolutely. Uh, so I don't know. The other option is the 3-6, So could Brooklyn fall all the way down to six and Milwaukee kind of end up in that settling into that three spot? Again, that would require Chicago or probably Cleveland landing in that staying in that number two spot or maybe Philly. Like if they make a Ben Simmons swing at the deadline, is Mm -hmm. that enough to boost them and beats having an MVP caliber season? Like they're only two and a half games back of Miami. They're only two games back of the two seed. Like this is like I know they're at six right now, but it's close right now in the standing. So I don't know. Either way. Uh, it would require that and then um, maybe the Bulls look I think the Bulls are pretenders I don't think they're a real final I think they're you know having a nice fun season and everything I don't think they're a legit finals contender Um, but if they could stay in that number two seed and then if you're Miami you play only one of Brooklyn or Milwaukee in the second round and then you get to play Chicago in the finals in the conference finals yeah I think that would be the ideal route the easiest uh, potential path to getting to the finals but I guess you, the way that you read it is all right. Now you get to just choose the bracket, but also the outcome of each series. What's kind of the bracket that you would love to see play out in your wild? Yeah, so,
0: so, so I, I know a lot of people have questions along these lines here, and and you know we're talking about this even on Twitter, and uh, the idea is like you know what, go through the easiest path, right? That's the easiest way. It's like you know what, this is in fantasy land. Don't worry about. It. I don't care about the. I don't care about whether or not it's realistic. This is just what I would like to see, and to me, I want to go through the gamut. I want to see the best, juiciest storylines play out on the court because I think this team—that one guts, yeah, yes. It would cement this team as just dismiss all that crap fluke talk. Look, I mean, the Bucs dealt with this for years. Like, I hate talking about the Bucs in a favorable way. But, you know, they they dealt with whether or not Giannis could handle it versus whereas Middleton could be a second star, whether Budenholzer was a good coach. We talked about it a number of times on the show or on Locked on NBA, etc. You know, they went through a lot of stuff as far as the – words for uh interpretation of what this team was and they finally proved all the doubters wrong to some degree by winning an nba championship i want miami to go through the same thing that would prove everybody that they could win one without dwayne wade that they could win one without lebron james that they could beat all comers and just take them on and be able to handle them no matter what the adversity of the challenge is so to me this is my bracket or my seating here number one okay. the one seat miami obviously number two milwaukee bucks the number three seed is the sixers the number four seed the nets the five seed is the Cavs. the six seed is the bulls seven seed are the hornets and the eight seed are the raptors now the reason why i picked that is because i want the one through eight seed in the first round to be the heat versus the raptors i think that's a juicy storyline kyle going back to toronto showing that team up uh finding out just how to tackle on uh, you know, a guy like Fred Van Vliet, et cetera. I, I feel like Kyle Larry would hate this. I feel like this yes. is like drowning your own kid. Like, why whoa, would you make whoa, Kyle Larry do that? No, 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 no. That is like, you know what? That, it, exactly. But that's, you get forged through the fire, right? I mean, that metaphor yes. might have been a little bit of a stretch there. But I think for him, <laughs> it would be a, a good emotional cleansing. You know what? That's my, my past. I'm all about the heat now. I'm dedicated to this team to help them bring a, a chance Baptism so. by playoffs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you got to go through it. That's that's the reality. I mean, look, uh, from Michael Jordan getting past the the bad boys in Detroit and on and on, you have to be able to face those challengers and find a way to beat them. Now, the next matchup is the one seed versus the 4-5 matchup. That's when the Heat take on the Brooklyn Nets, and that's to quash opinions like yours, where you know you've got all this talent, you've got this these proven winners, and 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 Kevin Durant, et cetera, Kyrie Irving, who's won a championship. None of that matters because Miami's team ethos, their depth, that's where it really comes through. That's where they find a way to lock up Kevin Durant, et cetera, beat James Harden, knock him out of the playoffs yet again, et cetera. That would be glorious. And then in the final matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals. You tackle the Milwaukee Bucks. That's right. Yeah, the That's right. Yep. Absolutely. Your rival. Beat them completely. And then as far as the NBA finals are concerned, team the now, team that you the team that you made offseason
1: moves specifically to beat. They made they added PJ Tucker. They added Kyle Lowry in order to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm with you. Yeah. Like if you get to just pick the outcomes. Uh so your finals matchup. What is the ideal matchup to you in the finals? I,
0: I don't I don't know. I to me it kind of feels like the Suns. Uh, I think that would be the one that's most interesting in terms of the way they play. Uh, you've got aging point guards, you've got great depth, you've got great shooting. You've got hero versus his idol and Devin Booker. You've got James Jones. Everybody Uh, would be
1: rooting for Phoenix. The nation would be rooting for Phoenix. It would be
0: again. I think the heat would be,
1: I think there are actually, I was going to say, I think there are a lot of people rooting for the heat in some of these matchups. I actually don't think that, I don't know that there is a matchup where people would be rooting for Miami, maybe against Brooklyn in a series might be the only team where people actually vote uh, are, are rooting for for the Heat. But Phoenix people like, "Oh, Chris Paul, he's got to get his so that you now you get this underdog everybody hates us Miami Heat narrative in the finals again, which I think every Heat fan actually enjoys even yeah. though they
0: complain about it." Uh um, other, other than that goal of the state just because that would That's what I would cement, root for. Yeah, that would that would sit well, for you, I mean, it would make a lot of sense, but also because I think it would just cement you're standing uh, as one of the top teams uh, and not necessarily yes. in NBA history, but to be able to beat a, a history proving team, like the Warriors, I think would go a lot. How about so this one.
1: Your standing. Yeah, go ahead. Jamal Murray comes back just in time for the playoffs. The oh. Denver Nuggets matriculate to the NBA finals. And oh, we finally get Nikola Jokic rematch against the Miami heat. This is easily the best answer. Because now you've got the Jokic brothers on all the FTX Arena games. There's this like that drama playing out off the court. That is perfect. Give me Jokic versus the Heat.
0: This is Heat Knicks in the '90s kind of five exactly. two. That, that would be Alonzo
1: Morning will come out of retirement.
0: Oh, well, if that we're talking. If you, you cut Omer Yard seven right before the end of the season, sign Alonzo Morning. <laughs> Just, uh, just so you can keep him on the roster. But uh, that would be fun. Uh, you know what? Let's hear from you guys what you think. Uh, give us your ideal scenarios or what you would like to see in terms of matchups because I think this is definitely a fun conversation. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I think Miami looks like they're a realistic title contender, not just a dangerous loomer. And so if that's the case, we want to hear about what matchups you'd like to hear. But you know what? We'll move on and answer some more questions in the next couple of segments. But first, just a reminder – that it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Why? Because it's 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew and so many great flavors to choose from. You can build a box of your own favorites, give some out to friends, family, coworkers, whoever, whatever you like. And it's a great part of of whatever resolution you might have in terms of if a diet or something that you want to change in terms of eating healthier, then built Bar is something you absolutely have to incorporate. And it makes it so easy to stick to that resolution because built Bars taste delicious. And that's just that's something to consider because I know a lot of people here, a protein bar, no thanks, not interested in that. But with a built Bar, it's like getting an indulgent treat and being able to stick to your resolution, something that's so hard for so many of us. But right now, if you go to built.com And use the promo code LOCK15, you get 15% off your order. So use that promo code LOCK15, but only if you go to Bilt.com. Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com or via Twitter using the hashtag AskLheat. You can also send in comments via Reddit. Uh, also follow us on all social media platforms because we are everywhere and we're here for you and we want to hear from you as well. So let's move on. This next question comes in from Maxwell Marshall Max, as we all know, a contributor over at our old site, All You Can Heat. Uh, he does some great work there, so make sure to follow him as well. But he sends in this question via direct message. Is Bradley Beal worth the proposed trade package of Tyler Hero? duncan robinson and pj tucker now i you know max is not necessarily supporting this trade but so many right. people look at bradley beale that washington is kind of you know they're floundering a little bit in the standings right now uh and, and a lot of people are wondering whether or not Beal might be a trade target for miami one of the big names that miami has been linked to for so long so what do you think Wes? is he worth that package of hero robinson oh. and tucker
1: uh, well, to me, what this question boils down to is, do you trade Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal? Because I like P.J. Tucker. I like Duncan Robinson. But if you have an opportunity to go get an all-star, you know, all-NBA-level score, uh, a guy who rivaled Steph Curry last year for top scorer in the league, yeah, yeah, you trade Duncan Robinson and P.J. Tucker for him. So it really comes down to Tyler Hero. Would you, deal, would you include somebody like that in a move? And I actually think that Tyler Hero has been so good this year mm-hmm. and has made enough of a leap this year that it's not an easy yes. A year ago, you're like, yeah, you trade Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal, you trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. like you trade Tyler Hero for Damian Lillard, you, you trade it for all that. But I do think you start going down the list. Would you trade Tyler Hero for Damian Lillard? I think at this point, yeah. I think you would, depending on what he looks like coming back from this injury that he's dealing with, which are obviously in Portland taking their time with. Um, but then you can start getting down to the Beals. It's not a sure, like a, a surefire yes for me. And I actually would probably say no. And the reason I would not trade Tyler Hero for Bradley Beal is because I think Beal is a better player right now, and it's, yep. and he's a player that by the way Tyler gets a lot like gets a lot of inspiration from like he, he models a lot of his game after Bradley Beale, especially in that mid range area. Sure, but Beal is a little bit older right now. He's due yeah. for a really big contract. A much bigger contract than Tyler Hero is going to get, only because he has so many more years of NBA experience. So you get a little bit of a higher ceiling on what kind of contract max contract, yeah, which is going to limit what it is that uh, Miami would be able to do if they have to bring in, uh, have to give Beal that kind of money, which they would have to. Um, And then, like Tyler Hero's younger, there's that homegrown aspect to it. Is it out of the realm of possibility that five, six years from now, Tyler Hero could be better than Bradley Beal? I don't know. Uh, but I think it's certainly possible. And like, I don't know that you deal your main trade chip, which would be your, your number one asset, which is probably Bam, but then Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. Like for a guy who probably doesn't really move the needle. Like, let's just say hypothetically, your big three is Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, Bam bio. Are you that much more? And you have to lose a lot of your depth, your established depth for that. Uh, are you yeah. that much closer to winning the finals? I don't think you are. I don't. We've not seen Bradley Beal do it that way in the playoffs. So, yeah, I wouldn't do it because not only because of how good Tyler Hero can be, but because also there's an opportunity cost that comes along with it because you're not flipping Bradley Beal the same way that you would flip Tyler Hero to a rebuilding team. A rebuilding team doesn't want Bradley Beal. A rebuilding
0: team would like to have Tyler Hero. And so, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I would. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I think we've had a variation of this conversation a number of times over the last year or so. Mostly because Tyler was going through some perceived struggles last year and we had heard rumblings that Bradley Beale was unhappy in Washington, but he's been doing this dance, right? It's kind of kind of tiresome to be a hundred percent honest with you. I mean, not to say, you know, not to knock Bradley Beale, the player or even Bradley Beale, the person, but I just I'm tired of hearing Bradley's name linked to potential trades and only for him to say you know what i'm committed to this i'm committed to that i want to rebuild a title contender in washington first of all that ain't happening so if that's what your commitment is Bradley, i'm sorry you're going to wind up largely unsuccessful you're going the path of charles barkley patrick ewing at all uh as far as whether or not miami should trade three key players uh that have been very very successful this year even duncan uh, in contributing to Miami's title hopes, absolutely not. Like you know, my feelings on this subject. Like I know the title is important. I know you want to go all in, but I think this team has something special in terms of their chemistry. I think they're a great group right now. I think they're working well. They do support one another. I wonder how Beal would fit into that. You can't integrate him mid-season and have you know have these expectations that he'll be able to embrace and understand Heat culture so completely right away. Uh, there might be a little bit of you know, some slightly selfish tendencies in terms of putting up big numbers for himself for his sake. And, and that, you know, that could chafe some yeah. of his new teammates too. So I, I don't know that. Was how the everybody overturn-
1: eats wizards where when, with, with, when Beal was injured a couple years yeah. ago, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. that is something. And look, you know, the heat have kind of two championship windows that they're operating in right now. You have the current one that is basically propped up by Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. To a certain five years date. from now yeah and then and then you have the other one that's propped up by tyler hero and bam out of bio so if you were to if you trade tyler hero bam's not enough to win a championship you need more than one he's a great player but you need more than one great player uh he's not enough to keep a championship window open five six years down the road so if you're moving tyler hero that means you're punting on your future championship window in order to maximize the current championship window that we currently occupy and if you're doing that then you have to get somebody who dramatically changes your chances to win the championship right now. Bradley Beal is a good player. He doesn't do that for you. He does not do that for you. If you can go get that player who would do that for you, then you have to at least consider moving Tyler Hero as part of that package. But anything short of that, no. Just hold on to yeah. what you got. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree 100%. I don't think there are a lot of players so significantly better that what Tyler and Tyler, in combination with Duncan and PJ Tucker, provide that would. Yeah, be well, worthy. so who's the
1: worst? Who's the worst player you would trade Tyler for?
0: I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. It
1: doesn't, you know, I'm not going to hold you to this, but like, kind of generally speaking, like Damian oh, Lillard, you would do it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty obvious. You'd have here. to. I mean, I mean, that's an honor, either, yeah. even though even though there's a glut with Kyle Lowry, you, you figure it out. Like you're, you're getting that big time shooting. You're you're mm-hmm. a, a 30 point per game score for sure, and it's not very different than what. Beal provides in some regards, but I I think, I don't know. I just trust Lillard a little bit more. Like Dame time is to me, and maybe it's just all branding, but I I believe in Damian Lillard's ability to come up. He's
1: done it. We've watched him. We've watched him say bye-bye to teams in the playoffs. Uh, I think also what Damian Lillard does, he's like the closest thing to Steph Curry outside of San Francisco, right? With what he could do from 35 feet with the three-point shot and stuff. You put Damian Lillard in a winning atmosphere as opposed to what's going on in Portland. Forget yeah. it. I know he's thirty-one, but that's again why you—that's why you max. That's what we're talking about is a move that maximizes your window now, even if it's, yeah. if it's at the cost of your window five or six years from now. Um, yeah, Lillard's like, and then your store. What, what what would you consider Lillard? Like ten-ish, if we're you know generally speaking, like top ten players in the league, he's probably around ten when yes. healthy. And then yeah. you're getting into like the Paul Georges, the
0: Jason Tatum's. I, I don't know. I don't know if here's I move a, here's a first. question. Would you trade? Would you trade Tyler Hero for Jimmy Butler? If this version of Butler was on another team. If if Butler was on another team, would you trade Tyler for Jimmy Butler? Do we have a needed small forward then? I don't know. I don't know. know Uh, Well, you have Caleb Martin, right? He's starting... You got Tyler ostensibly starting, perhaps, or Duncan starting alongside. Yes. Would you trade for for Jimmy Butler? I the no, because I that's no, because
1: then you're talking like Jimmy Butler is the reason the window is open now. So if you don't have Jimmy Butler, then you're I, I guess you're operating with the expectations that you're competing four or five years from now, mm-hmm. three or four years from now. So no, I wouldn't do it. Um, Donovan Mitchell, would you do? Because does Donovan Mitchell oh, wow. right now yes improve yes. your chances? Yes. Yeah, I would do it for Donovan Mitchell.
0: Yeah, I think I, th- I think I I would almost put Mitchell above Lillard cuz not only do you have that window open now, but you happen, have, no have it open it. for another decade from now too. So I, I, no I think yeah, I, I you know, you know how we feel about Donovan Mitchell on this show here. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, our next question comes in from Sean Rochester, old Philly Heat NBA. Uh, uh, where do you think Caleb Martin ranks among the great dunkers in Miami Heat history. You've got Harold Miner, Derek Jones Jr., LeBron James, Wayne Wade, Mark Strickland, the Pogo Man. Pogo Stick Man, is that what it was called? Uh, Uh, Jamario Moon. Those are great names that Sean lists there. Uh, Where do you think Caleb Martin ranks? To me, not that high, to be 100% honest with you. I think he is, if I had to say, I know you've got takes on this. I know no, I just can't... have a
1: question. I know Derek Jones Jr. won the dunk contest. The other, the other one was Harold Miner, right?
0: Correct. That's it. Okay. Yeah, Those he... are the only Moon... two players
1: to ever win the dunk contest. Mario
0: Moon participated, I think, when he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, perhaps with the Toronto okay. Raptors. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Yeah. So he was not a member. LeBron and Dwayne obviously never participated. Dwayne, mm-hmm. Dwayne a power dunker. You know, I mean, we stood next to Dwayne. Dwayne's not particularly tall. Dwayne's no. barely taller than I am. Was, uh, and the the anderson pro- Varajao dunk by itself could win him this honor. He powered dunker by virtue of being a little bit more compact and also by having a 6'11 reach, basically. And that's why he was able to reach the rim as often as he did when his knees and legs gave out. It's not, he could still probably reach the rim to some degree, but he's not a dunker anymore. I don't know. He's certainly not a a great dunker. He's just, he's a fun in game dunker. And I think that's where kind of Caleb Martin ranks. Like, I I can't imagine Caleb. Having that kind of creativity to do some of the things that we've seen in dunk contests. I think Caleb, as athletic, springy, whatever you want to say, great dunker, kind of like more about
1: like dunk contest dunker, like style points, or do you want like that in game dunk? Because to me, a really good in game dunk is still more Mm -hmm. exciting than like getting, taking a ball off of a drone, throwing it off the the backboard, and then laying it in with the opposite hand. Shout out Aaron Gordon, huh? Yeah, shout out Aaron Gordon. (laughs) Like that's me. I was like, (laughs) All right, I guess it's kind of cool because, like, drones. I don't know, but like this will never ha- This is a co- thing that only exists in this thing, which I guess is sort yeah. of cool. But also, can, I love have, a really good. Give me, give me have, just like the Dwayne. Like when I don't expect it, like the Dwayne Wade Anderson Verajao dunk or LeBron leaping over oh. the body of Jason Terry. Oh, like, well, that, was, that was Jason Terry too. That was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that was beautiful. yes. Uh, I would go. I would actually. I know Derek Jones Junior won the dunk contest. Okay. I know Harold Miner won the dunk contest, but I'm getting them. I'm, I'm kicking them out. I don't care. Wow. Uh, they're not in this conversation anymore. Caleb Martin has been awesome. He's a great in-game dunker. He told media the other day that he views himself as an in-game dunker. that he probably would not participate in a dunk contest because he doesn't think he can come up with all this weird stuff, which respect no problem sure. with that. Um, Wade, like you're right. Similar to Caleb Martin, or I should say Caleb Martin, similar to Wade. I don't know what's more respectful. Uh <laughs> incredible in-game dunker. And if you don't know what we're talking about, if you're a younger fan, you're like Dane, Dwayne Wade dunking, I don't even remember that. Go watch <laughs> the highlights if you haven't. Like, it's incredible what he's able to do. Yeah, but it's Perkins. easily LeBron, isn't it? Like, LeBron is the one who was able to bring style and the power game and yeah. all the, like, flying death machine stuff.
0: Like, it's yeah. very clearly LeBron. I, it, it, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to argue that. Like, I mean, you can give some points to Derrick Jones Jr. I think some of his in-game dunks are kind of being overlooked because he was also a style finesse dunker in, in, in actual dunk competitions. But LeBron, like, he just he murdered people out on the floor and, and took off from like the foul line on occasion, and it's so yeah. big, so powerful in key moments on during key possessions. Uh, not only him, but also I, I'm forgetting. Oh, uh, John Lucas the third. Leaping over his head, like I mean, he Frederick Weist him in an in game, you know, during a game against your rival Chicago Bulls. Like I mean, there those were pretty huge dunks there. The Jason Terry one certainly powerful there, but I mean, there were just moments in the finals, momentum shifting dunks there that I think certainly he takes the crown yet again. So maybe, maybe maybe LeBron is like the only guy I can remember
1: watching, not just on the Heat, but like in the NBA. It just felt like anytime you wanted to steal the ball, bring it down in transition, and dunk. He could. Yeah. He could just do it. Yeah. Anytime he wanted to do it, he could do it. And I don't remember. And there's an there was such an excitement to that. I don't remember that ever. I don't remember any player ever had giving me that kind of like feeling where like, oh, yeah, you could just do this anytime that you want to do it. Even Caleb Martin, like that, that uh, when against the Lakers, when he had yeah. that steal on the dunk there, I mean, that was opportunistic, no doubt. But I don't feel like Caleb Martin is doing that whenever he wants. You know what no. I mean? No. Uh, no. I count on him to do it once a game. But I don't yeah, think he gets the sure. pick. LeBron yeah. just felt like he was like, all right, I'm going to do it now.
0: I don't care who's in my way. No, you're yeah. just, oh, First of all, nobody's actually really going to get in my way. If you're brave enough or stupid enough in some cases to try and do so, well, good luck. You're welcome to my highlight reel. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of weird that we started the episode talking about LeBron and we've closed it here. But maybe now that we've I crowned him. That was just and really,
1: getting... well, really good, uh, well planned. Good time yeah. by us. Yeah. yeah. Now,
0: that, now that we're talking about him being the top dunker in Heat history, maybe... Maybe this really is his city. So that's something to consider <laughs> in upcoming episodes. But anyway, thanks so much for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Remember that every episode is always free and available wherever you get the show. So make sure you subscribe to get the best coverage available. Make sure to also check out Locked Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. This is David Armill signing off for now. Thanks so much for joining me, Wes.
1: Wrap it up, B.